Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. <laughs> just getting a little, little pilot humor there. We like to have fun. Our destination today is Casablanca, Morocco. So, everyone, sit back, fasten your seatbelts, and prepare for takeoff. We will be arriving in six hours. Seven footers crew, what is going on? We're back with you on a good Tuesday. We're recording this and you know, you guys got to check our new segment with the Props Network and Prize Picks. We have Gerard weighing in on props, bets, everything to make you guys some money with our new code 7-footer. How are we doing, Gerard, over there? What's going on? I'm um, good. I am, you know, we are we're limping towards the all-star break, right? Um, you know, not doing as well as some of some others on this podcast who've been luxuriating out here in these streets, you know, <sighs> hanging out at the Ritz-Carlton. I mean, you know, listen. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. I don't know. Like, this is your world. I'm just living in it. (laughs) Oh, well, talk to me more about my world. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, your girl uh, was on a little vacay um, with... uh, My new boyfriend. Oh, um, get ready, yeah, people. <laughs> saying it on the pod. No, but guys, you know, if you've been following, you know your girls have been out in these streets alone. So uh, <laughs> I'm not even messing with myself at this point. Uh, but for real, hilarious. yeah. Uh, nice weekend in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale. I went to lunch at the Ritz-Carlton. Let's not be serious right now. Come on. Um but anyway, yeah, had some heat tickets. Good Ooh, nice, game. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, good game with the Nets. Uh, yeah, that was their eleventh mm-hmm. game. I think they dropped. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before uh, Seth Curry dropped. Uh, you know, what mm-hmm. was it? A double double he had in yeah, his debut. Yeah, yeah we'll get Curry. to it. We'll get to it, guys. But yeah, your girl was uh, out and about in these streets and uh, these Fort Lauderdale streets. Came back. It was snowing. Love it. Love to be here. Really, I'm not <laughs> lying. Yes, I am. Okay. Let's get right to it, guys, because uh, if you didn't hear or you've been living under a rock, there was a mega trade in the NBA between the Nets and the Sixers. And of course, the highlight of that trade was the swap with James Harden and Ben Simmons. Uh, Just to give you guys a little synopsis, Ben Simmons asked the Sixers for a trade over the summer after his historically poor playoff performance and went mega silent and... Had a riff with the team, standoff, the whole nine, and wanted a trade. And he talked for the first time on February 15th. And there's so much to break down here, Drod, and I, I can't wait to get your opinion on all of this because, you know, he said so much and so did Harden, yet they said so little at the same time. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll break it down. But let's talk on... Ben Simmons' side, since we've been waiting so much, so long, I should say, for him to speak, really. I mean, he had a lot to say, yet not really. You know, playing alongside 
superstars and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, he used the word scary. It's going to be scary. Uh, it, yeah, maybe if it works out. Um, <laughs> if you come back uh, to the game, please. But, you know, he addressed a lot of things. And he said he's been through a lot over the past six months. Said a little bit of conflicting things, too. Uh, you know, that he's been out, you know, taking care of his mental health and getting ready to return he is healthy, he says, and has been practicing on the court every day. And when it comes to shooting, he told reporters that he's been putting in the work every day, just in the gym. No other details. That's it. Nice. <laughs> so um, that's been fun. He said he hasn't talked to Joel Embiid, uh, but nothing has been personal with his breakup with the Sixers. And it's not a specific person or the team that he had a problem with. I'm not really sure I came out more confused from this. What do you think, Gerard? You know, Jenna, it's... This has been a saga that's been going on for quite some time, and it sort of has its re resolution, right? Uh, ben Simmons is on a new team now, and he can move forward. And the situation, Philly, you know, has uh, uh, resolved itself um, in, in, in that regard. You know, I think what's interesting here to me is really looking out long-term big picture. Where do we go from here, right? Like, in terms of Simmons, you know, we know about – his talent and what he can do on the floor, right? Um, he, yes, there is a glaring hole, which is shooting, but he is so elite at just about everything else on the floor. And coincidentally, everything he is elite at is everything the Brooklyn Nets are terrible at, right? Defense, playing with pace, playmaking, right? Like all, all of those things, size, like he has that, right? And that's a big, big plus and a get for the Nets. So basketball-wise, the fit should work. But the thing that we need to talk about more just overall with this is, is Brooklyn going to be the organization in place, Jenna, where Ben and the team, this the team is now being Brooklyn, can establish a relationship based on trust? Because that was the big thing why it wasn't working out in Philadelphia, right? The trust got broken somewhere, somehow, I'm sure there's going to be all the, you know, notebook dumps from all the Philadelphia beat reports from all the stuff they've been saving, you know, in drafts over the past several years. Right. But the trust got broken down somewhere. So the question is can, now is, is Brooklyn the place where that trust can be redeveloped and or established, excuse me. And then going forward, can the Brooklyn Nets be the team that gives that allows Ben to be the best version of himself? And that isn't something we're going to find out in a week, two weeks, a month, three, right? It, we're going to have to see over time if it is what it is, or do we see more of the same? You know what I thought was super interesting, uh, aside from Ben talking for the first time in so many months about this, which, you know, he said that he, he didn't, and I'm paraphrasing, but he, he didn't really care to dispel any type of rumors or reports because there's sources everywhere and people don't really know the situation. So, you know, he veered away from that. Uh, in that portion, I believed he was very well media trained. But it's interesting that the Nets also said that he was gearing up, and I think Ben said this also, that he's gearing up for a return after the All-Star break. And they didn't give a date or a timetable, but a lot of people – would assume critics, fans, uh, you know, bloggers, whoever alike would assume, oh, this is convenient for Ben to return after all this time, you know, the trade finally happened. Again, I don't know how I feel about dissecting somebody's mental health 
right now. I'm just saying critics would say that. And then you have the Harden aspect of it, who he's been dealing with this hamstring injury conveniently at the same time that things are going sour with the Nets. So, and then you have, you know, conflicting reports. Of course, um, there was a Bleacher Report uh, column where there were multiple sources saying, you know, one said that, you know, it wasn't so much that Kevin Durant didn't want Harden to leave, but then other sources were saying as time grew on, Durant's uh, commitment seemed, you know, strained. So leading uh, Kevin Durant, this source is saying to, you know, question maybe the severity of his hamstring injury. What do you say about all of that? These narratives that are coming up now, because that's the two main ones that, you know, people may dissect. Yeah, no, Jenna, you're you're dead on. Look, the reality of it is if I cannot speak with any sort of clarity or intelligence – to answer the question of was James Harden faking a hamstring injury or was Ben Simmons faking mental health as a reason to get out of that situation. I cannot speak on that intelligently, nor do I have the answers, nor do I want to, right? That's number one. I think pulling back from a more of a 3000 foot view, Jenna, this is a problem for the league as a whole, right? The issue here is, is that you have players and you know me, I'm all about player empowerment, players being allowed to do what they want, etc. But what's happening now is players are forcing their way out of situations and it's breaking down the myth that leagues establish with fans, right? And the myth, of course, is that fan signs, a co- player signs a contract to team X, your local team, the team that you support, the unspoken contract between you as a fan, even though it's not real, and the player is... He will play here for the duration of his contract. He will love my city. He'll love being here. All that. Try his hardest. Da, 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 all that. And what we're seeing is, well, that may not be 100% true. Right? And that, I think, is a problem for the league. And, you know, ultimately, when we look at this, and again, I'm all for players having all the power because we come to see them. We don't come to see owners or GMs or head coaches. We come to games and you tune in on TV to see the players play, not any other stuff. However, um, you know, the, 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 the ways in which this is hap- these things are happening and players are moving themselves out, it is causing issues, right, in terms of the product itself and how fans are opting into that contract of a guy wants to be here, right? I mean, think about it. Simmons had four years left on his deal. He was already demanding out, right? Harden just got the Brooklyn a year ago and is already asking out, right? So those are problematic things from just a pure product on the floor standpoint. Never mind getting into the mental health aspect of it. And what I will say is this, you said it correctly. I reiterated just now saying, I can't speak to what he is or is not suffering from. Here is the reality that I do know. Everybody else who's on the internet and out here, you know, playing amateur psychologist, psychiatrist, mental uh, therapist, whatever, can you all please show me all of the extensive hours of training you've gone through um, in psychiatry and understanding mm-hmm. what it looks like when someone is struggling? Don't send me videos of, oh, look, Ben smiling. That means he's fine now. Like, that, that, that it, first of all, you make yourself sound so <laughs> stupid and uninformed when you say things like that, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's silly. You, if you want to believe he's faking it, that's on you. But to, but to put out there in the public sphere that, 
you can you can tell because oh look he's smiling oh look he's doing this like again you are making yourself sound really unintelligent and really uh unsympathetic right to not just simmons but in the whole plight that is mental health right and the last thing i'll say jenna is like everything else mental health isn't some spec isn't some line with with defined points on it right oh it's this 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 and this right mental health is a spectrum with infinite points all over the place and there are things that the medical community know a lot about and there are things they're only scratching the surface on and everything in between and again for amateur Twitter docs and people out here to be like, oh, this means this and this. Like, no, stop. Amen to that. I mean, really, you know, to sum up what you just said uh, in my, in, a, in Jenna fashion, it's <laughs> it's bullshit to say that. And, you know, I know what tweet you're, you might be talking about that kind of went viral today. Some personality of the media may have said, you know, that Ben and and more people have said. I'm not even uh, pointing out that person, but that was the one that went viral that I saw. Because Ben Simmons is smiling and and walking around, happening to enjoy himself in one moment that happened to be caught on a 30 second clip. Maybe that does not mean he's not dealing with something. It does not mean he's not sad or or facing challenges in his life. Nobody knows any of that. So yeah. To reiterate, you know, amen to everything that you said. It's it's very insensitive. And it's very interesting and hard and challenging to tackle this subject as a journalist. Um, you know, I think that's a fair statement just because we're not doctors. Let's pump the brakes. You know, we're here really to talk about the game and what's going around and on and the things surrounding it. But, I mean, you know, and, that's... And, and Jenna- you're 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 dead on there. The other thing is, yeah. like, not only are we not doctors or medical licensed professionals, how is it that you people are able to diagnose what someone is doing via television or the internet without actually speaking to someone? Yeah. Do you have some kind of special skill or talent mm-hmm. that none of us can possess? Like, that's my thing. And the other piece about this too, Jenna, is is regardless of what we may think. The details and the process he is going through as it relates to his mental health is none of our business. Right. Like we, he does not have to share any of that information with us. We're not Mm -hmm. entitled or owed to any of it. By the way, neither the Philadelphia 76ers and neither the Brooklyn Nets, right? We're not entitled to any of that information. Okay. If he is on some journey to get to a point where he's ready. And by the way, he said that in the press conference today, he said, physically, I feel good. Like mm-hmm. mentally, mentally, it's still a process, right? Yeah. So if and again, all you can do is take him at his word and what he's telling us. And if that is the case, mental health is not something that you go to a, a, a professional two times and you're good, right? Right. Mental health is like your physical health. You work on it constantly to maintain whatever level you need to maintain, right? That's how this works. Heck yeah. Uh again, couldn't agree more. And you know, now that we tackled that kind of side of it, uh, James Harden also spoke, and he had a few interesting things to say as well. Um, Just off the top here, quote, Philly was my first choice. It just didn't happen. He he said that he didn't have the option uh, to pick his last landing spot. So he said, quote, I wish it worked like that. An organization has to do what's best for their team. It didn't work like that. I had to go to Brooklyn. So that's really interesting, and I'm curious to know what his his teammates think there. And then switching a small gear to that Bleacher Report uh, 
Com that we had mentioned, and they have a source that said that on Thursday morning, uh, Durant dialed Nets manager Sean Marks and kind of put his foot down and was more susceptible to, you know, and open to this trade. So a lot to unpack here, but those are some interesting comments that Harden had to say, uh, especially after he, you know, how his exit in Brooklyn uh, came about, you know, not playing, gets that injury. People are seemingly questioning it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not, you are not, but I say that, you know, critics Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. questioning it and it is, it's all interesting timing, but you know, what are your thoughts on those uh, comments? Because those are powerful words. No doubt. And so that's what I'll address. And I'm not going to talk about, again, any speculation about whether he's faking and hamstring injury or not, like whatever. The comments, though, saying from Harden that Philly was his first choice and he couldn't, you know, he he couldn't get there the first time. Well, I'm going to call him out on those because that's not true. Uh, It's been well reported, not only by Jake Fisher, but by other uh, Shamsarania as well. And I've talked to people. When he, when Harden was going into the summer of the season of last, before last season, during pickup games, et cetera, uh, where he connected with KD. Durant was giving him the the options out of, hey, man, what about Brooklyn? What about Brooklyn? And when all of the things went down in Houston after after the bubble, when Mike D'Antoni left, Daryl Morey left, all that, and Houston obviously went, went on, a, on a different mission to reset, Harden was like, wow, man, I, I don't know that I want to be here. He volunteered to with Durant. Again, I, I want to get to Brooklyn. He forced his way to Brooklyn. That's where he wanted to go, okay? Now, did Daryl Morey always, once he got to Philly, want to get Harden? Yes, but it wasn't possible then, okay? he So Harden was like, you know what? Now, Brooklyn will be great. Like, I think we can win a title here. Me, you, Kyrie, et cetera. And then we know what happens, right? In their 100 and change of possible games they could have played, they only played in 16, right? That coupled with Kyrie's unwillingness to get the vaccine is a lot of what pushed him over the edge because he's like wait a minute i came here to be part of a three kevin got hurt Kyrie's only here part-time well now i'm carrying all the minutes again this is just as like how it was in houston i don't want to do this and so it was also interesting jenna when he said in his comments today i need to be around guys who can win and guys who want to do whatever it takes to win right that was a direct shot at Kyrie irving right because harden's point and i've talked to sources around this he is not happy with Kyrie's part-time availability. So, you know, that's where we are. Did we not discuss this so many times on this podcast about sure saying, you know, the the roster cannot be fully happy and on board with this decision to have Kyrie only on road games. It's It just doesn't make sense. It it's not fair. It doesn't matter at your stance. It does. It's just not fair. So that is that's something I would believe. Uh, you know, as, with all the rumors going around, that is definitely one that I would uh, believe. But I do have a question for you about since we're on the topic of Harden. You know, he forced his way out of Houston, and seemingly, you know, the same pattern kind of happened in Brooklyn. And some would say he's bouncing teams. Uh, It seems quite obvious. Now we're on, you know, the third team here Mm -hmm. being the Sixers. How much pressure and weight is on his shoulders with his age and the narrative of, you know, you want it out, so here you go. Here's what you wanted. Those quotes in that press conference are so telling and could come back to bite him if this does not work out. 
is this fully going to shape the trajectory of the latter half of his career, basically? Oh, without question, Jenna. Like, you, to your point, and you just said it, he's now forced his way out of two situations, right, in a span of 18 months. Look, now this now being the, the, the new team he's going to, look, dude, like, eventually what's going to start happening is people are going to say, well, you wanted X, and now you're here, but now you wanted Y, now you're over here. The common denominator on all this is you, right? Like you are the thing that keeps moving and, and moving to something new, right? And ultimately, and this is something we talked about on True Hoop, and, you know, shout out to Henry Abbott for bringing this up. There is something strange or interesting about leaving and leaving something, right? Leaving a situation to go somewhere new, right? It isn't as though, you know, you were drafted there or whatever, or it was you were traded there. It's you were now for the second time chose to leave a situation in less than ideal ways to go somewhere else, right? That isn't a positive thing, right? So, and the question now is ultimately, are you and Joel Embiid and the Sixers, are that going to be enough to make all of this worth it to win a championship? Because again, Jenna, it's not just about being good. And we know both of those players are good, though you can start questioning where Harden is right now in the upper echelon of the NBA in terms of players. You need luck to win championships too. Not just good. You're going to be good and lucky. Okay? And odds are, because it's a 1-30 in 30 lottery shot to win the NBA title every year, odds are they're not going to win a title while James Harden's there. And again, People are going to look back and say, oh, man, you forced your way out of here. You went to Brooklyn, didn't work out there, forced your way out of there. Now you're here, didn't work. So, yeah, so from a PR standpoint, from a reputational hit, this isn't going to look great if it does not, if ultimately a, a championship does not happen. Couldn't agree more on that point. I mean, and really quick now on the same topic, talk to me about the Kyrie Irving problem that the Nets have now, because again, yeah. only playing road games. And while he is showing out, I mean, I saw him in person uh, showing out against the heat in that loss that they had uh, their 11 straight before they snapped it with that game against the Kings yesterday. But while he's playing good, you're still only here for the half, half of the games and their next couple of games are, East Coast, you got uh, MSG, you got the Knicks, you got the Celtics. It, what are we doing here? Yeah, it, it. So for me, Jenna, the reason why the Nets still have a Kyrie Irving problem is because if so, they got Ben Simmons, right? Let's fast forward and assume he is physically ready and in a good place mentally, and Kevin Durant is healthy, and Kyrie Irving is a full time player, Jenna, like. Ben Simmons fits so perfectly with that, with all the other shooters they have, with Seth Curry now, with Patty Mills, with Andre Drummond, with, I mean, like Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, if he comes back from injury. Like, that is, that you can start seeing and say, whoa, that's a problem right. for teams, okay? But Kyrie Irving is not a full-time player. He's a part-time player. And you said it yourself, there was going to be an issue at some point with people on the roster feeling some kind of way about Kyrie's part-time status. That was a big factor in James moving on, regardless of whatever he says right now. I know it because I talked to sources. Here's the other thing. We talked about before, Jenna, this idea of the the, spoke, the, the, the unwritten contract between teams 
and their fans, right? The world is assumed now that you're going to try your hardest. We're going to be out. We're going to commit. We're going to com- compete for championships, right? That's what we're going to do. How the hell are you going to compete for a championship with a part-time player? How's that work? Not only a, a, a part-time player, but a part-time player of that magnitude. So essentially, what they have is a thirty-six million dollar roster pl- player who only plays half the time. Well, the long-term ramifications of that, Jenna, is, of course, it hurts the team in terms of building and whatever. It's like the Nets would be better off as electric and amazing as Kyrie is. They'd be better off with that $33 million spent on full-time players, right? I mean, players who were there who we know we can count on you, injury aside, night in, night out, home, road, none of that doesn't matter, right? There is a level to this of, and again, you know me, Jedi. I'm all about player empowerment, being individual and not being a conformist. But there are certain things you adhere to when you decide to be part of a team, right? And if the team's ultimate goal is championship, everyone in the championship boat must be rowing their oars in the same direction. I can't have a dude that doesn't row his oar half the time. And then he, what, what, what? You're, you're not helping this, right? So his status is a problem for this team he's only playing again half the time and if they have a series against the toronto raptors he can't play at all right like so i mean right so again so imagine a seven game series against the raptors you have a 30 something million dollar player who cannot play and you can't just go okay let me put somebody else in that roster spot that's not how this works so you essentially have a dead spot jenna honestly if it were me and i know look kevin's gotta gotta okay this and Carries his boy and whatever, but and you know Katie's my guy, but I'm like, dude, you have tied your future to someone who is proven to be unreliable. And the carry defenders can say, oh, but it's COVID, no one should take a vaccine, whatever. Okay, fine. Assume in a world, Jenna, where there's no there's no COVID uh, outbreak, which is normal. Would you bet anything significant that Kyrie would play? Every game and every season without some take, take injuries out of it without something coming up to like, oh, I need two weeks off to go do whatever. I got this. Right. How, would you how, how confident would you be that he would be 100 percent bought in and play all games he was available for minus being injured? You yeah, know. not. Right? No, <laughs> not. You would not be confident. And this not is at all. Point. It's sad. So it's so it's not. a. And again, he is brilliant one of the most skilled players of all time. But, yo, I need to count on you. And this yep. is not counting on you, right? So if he he has a player option uh, at the end of this season, the Nets took the extension off the table. Honestly, if he opts into that deal, and I'm Sean Marks, I'm saying, Kevin, we got to move this dude. Because that now frees up. We want to get that 30-whatever-million-dollar space now. We can bring another player back of that caliber or fill the roster out with younger players who can help you and prolong your, your, your second, second, third peak and give us more shots at winning a championship. But this dude who, again, assuming there was no COVID pandemic, there would have been something else that would have caused him to not play, right? There would have been something else. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I still, you know, at this state, of the Nets, I still believe this. It is a ticking time bomb for Kyrie and Durant's 
at least work relationship. I mean, you have to at least this has to cross your mind or you assume this because of everything that's going on. And I'm not just saying this because there's a bunch of rumors and reports about, you know, Durant becoming unhappy with uh, Harden and, you know, the culture and the vibe being messed up a little bit and miserable in the locker room. But you have to only assume this. I mean, this is a human I mean, uh, you, you you would, Jenna, but from everything I'm hearing, Katie and Kyrie are, stick, are, are as tight as ever. Everything's fine. Like, that's his man. Like, you know, Kyrie's an artist on the back. Listen, I get it. He's an artist. But, yo, I need my artist to show up and come to work. Okay? Like, I mean, <laughs> point blank. I need you to come to work so you can put that art on display, my guy. Right? And, again, if I'm Sean Marks, I'm seriously thought. Because, again, Remember, Durant is signed. He signed his extension. So he's going to be with Brooklyn for the next four seasons after Mm -hmm. this one. Ben Simmons, inked through the next three years. That's a nice core. If you can get Kyrie to commit fully, that'd be great. But you can't right now. Honestly, if he opts in, I'm kidding. That's an expiring deal. Who else can I bring back? First of all, then you have to ask yourself, what's Kyrie's trade value around the league? It may be nothing. Who the hell knows? But again, as an organization, the Nets... Yeah, you have to cater to your stars and Kevin Durant matters and all that. But it's like, look, you came here because you wanted to win. But we can't with a guy who plays halftime. Your other buddy just left. And now we have a roster spot. Again, 30-something million dollars that we we can't just put somebody else there, right? We have to either move him or do something else, right? So I, I that's these are the conversations that I'm sure Sean Marks is thinking about, you know, what's going to be happening this offseason. I mean, hey, with this trade, the Nets are seemingly on the up and up. I mean, Seth Curry was on fire, dropped 23 the other night in his debut. They, uh, Him and uh, Andre Drummond did not Mm -hmm. play against the Heat on Saturday. So, yeah, made their debut in a win against the Kings and snapped that, what was it, 10, 11 game game uh, losing streak. streak. So, whew, man, Brooklyn, wipe your sweat off your brow because (laughs) we back, maybe. Uh, but we'll see. But again, I mean, what makes Seth Curry so good? Uh, last note here before we move on, he, he's such a good trade asset, uh, because of how well he can shoot the ball, catch and shoot anything, uh, deep from three. So mm-hmm. good get there. Andre Drummond too, uh, rebounding. Nice big man. Yeah. Yep. Nice yep. big Size. man. Yeah, the, the, the Nets had to look, the picking up Drummond and Curry is going to help this team. But again, yeah. You need that with Simmons playing, healthy KD, and a full-time bought-in Kyrie. If mm-hmm. you have a full-time bought-in Kyrie, you could be – hey, you can see how this squad can win a championship. Halftime Kyrie? No. <laughs> Funny. Love it. Uh, and also the get in Simmons too I like, obviously, because of everything he does aside from shooting, which we have yet to see his improvement. Uh, but – We'll talk about that in our predictions coming up. Uh, hint at mine. But uh, honestly, with and I could be off here, but the get in Simmons could not be a replacement for Kyrie, but I think that that's the Nets showing you that they're sweating and they need somebody to fill that role when he's not there. And yeah, he potentially can't shoot, but... I mean, he's, he's the big thing about this, Jen, is he's 25 years old. Kevin Durant's There's room for so much improvement. Right? Yeah. So much improvement. So the Nets just gave themselves an opportunity to say, okay, you know what? At least we have a 25-year-old player who's, by the way, been a three-time All-Star, two-time All-Defense, and an All-NBA selection, right? So, again, for all the warts his game has, 
this man is still very good at basketball in many, many things. Again, he's excellent at the things the Nets are terrible at. So just that alone, that that that's a that fits hand in glove, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, a lot of talk here about the Nets and the Sixers because, hey, I mean, it was the mega trade that was heard around the association. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that because, again, James Harden and maybe Ben Simmons set to make their debuts after the All-Star break, which is coming up. All-Star is this weekend in Cleveland. Your girl will be on the ground there. So definitely <laughs> uh, keep keep checking the social media pages and uh you know stay up on the no guys we'll we'll keep you filled in let's talk about top 5 Gerard because things around the association we've already talked about teams dominating like the Celtics mm-hmm. and the Suns but start us off here uh with our weekly top 5 okay i'm going to give you my t- oh, we'll, go, we'll go back and forth 5 5 4 4 3 3 2 2 1 1 all right so my number 5 team the Boston Celtics Ooh, Eight ooh. in a row. Um, look, at Ema Yudoka, remember how th- this this season started? Oh, God, disastrous. We were like, oh, we don't know what's going on. I'll be the are, first are, to say I slandered <laughs> them. Are, are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going to break out? But they got alpha problems. Da, 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 da. All these different things. None of that matters right now because they are, again, the hottest team in the league. Eight in a row. Jenna, they are 33 and 25. They're number five in adjusted net rating. They are the number two defense in adjusted defensive rating. Yo. Again, kudos to Ime and the Celtics. That's my number five team. Who's your five? I like what I see. I like what I see. My number five, we are going to go over and talk a little bit about the Lakers. No, I'm kidding. Not the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. That's not even close at this point. Damn (laughs) it. Um, Bronze at the freaking Super Bowl on two legs. Like, you just got off that knee, that bum knee. Come on now. Sit down. Drink your Lobos on the freaking chair. But anyway, let's talk about these Jazz. They're still mm, they're still mm-hmm. climbing up in the West. Yeah, I still yeah, like yeah. what I see mm-hmm. in 33 and 24. Obviously, we know they're above 500, but still climbing and holding their own in the West there with, of course, the Juggernauts and the Suns and the Warriors. I like how Donovan Mitchell's still playing. I love you know what they're still creating there, and they're my number five. I love it. Number four for me, Miami Heat. Number one team in the East, um, you know, played most of the season without Butler and Bam and all that. And they're still, Eric Spolstra's doing a thing. So Miami Heat, my number four team. Ooh, I like it. I like it. And I'm going to go with boring uh, the Warriors, number four. Just wow. Still, Warriors dropped the four for you, huh? They're still doing good. I'm just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, number- guys, number two in the West. <laughs> Number three for me, my Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, number three in the Western Conference. Number three in the NBA. Just loving this team. They're, they're fun, man. Who is love the Grizzlies? You know my boy Triple J doing his thing out there. John Morant, an MVP candidate. They're, look, this team's going to make some noise in the playoffs. They're going to win their first round series, and they're going to put a scare, I think, into whoever they play in that next round. So shout out to the Grizzlies. That's my number three team. Shout outs. Gotta love it. I'm going to go with uh, my number three team, the Heat. Again, you Mm -hmm. just had them up on yours. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number one team in the East. I mean, they're they're just too good. Again, like I said, I had to go with them on my list because Mm -hmm. obviously I was there on Saturday and saw. (laughs) I will say they're also on my list too because kudos to the Heat fans. They they get down. The 305 <laughs> is no joke. I mean, you know, your girl was like, whoo, they do this like one like <laughs> wave thing, you know, it was a whole thing. But before I embarrass myself, um, yeah. <laughs> number one. Uh, number, n- 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 number two for me, no, no surprise, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, 
second best record in the league, number two in the Western Conference. Look, they're holding their own. Uh, Draymond's been out for a bit. They're, they're going to need him back if they want to actually make a title run, but I'm loving what I'm seeing from uh, the Golden State Warriors. All right, my number two is the Phoenix Suns. I mean, no surprise here. Number one in the West. I mean, what else do we need to say at this point? I mean, I really do think that, you know, depending on the Nets and how this trade works out, I really mm. think they're going to make that title run. Mm. Well, my number one team is the Phoenix Suns, as you mentioned, for all the reasons you just said. They are the number one team in the NBA, number one in adjusted net rating, the only team in the top five in adjusted offensive and adjusted defensive rating. They're one. They're, look, their thing is... Y'all thought last year was a fluke. We're saying, nah, I am so curious now who your number one team is. <laughs> if it ain't the Suns. Thank you. Uh, and no, it ain't the Suns because it is the Bulls, baby. It is the mm, Bulls. I am loving, loving what I am seeing out of DeMar DeRozan. Right. Uh, he just uh, hit a cool milestone being the only uh, Bulls player to have. I think it was like how many games, maybe like five or six consecutively mm -hmm. with 35 plus points. I mean, mm -hmm. DeMar DeRozan, the culture that they're creating down there, it still is continuing to amaze me. And again, the real test, guys, is after the All-Star break when these teams really know that they have to amp it up. So, you know, we shall see. Speaking of that, July. Mm, it is, listen, we are, the, the All-Star break is coming up. So just a little housekeeping for you guys. Um, we will not have a show next week as there will be no, no, no betting show and no podcast because there is no, no game on Tuesday night, and it's all-star break. We need a break, too, so we're going to take next week off. We'll be, we'll be back with you after the break, and we'll talk about what's what's going on in the league. But before we go, we figured we'd make a each of us make a bold prediction for what's going to happen post-all-star break. Jenna, I'm going to let you go first because mine's going to blow your mind. So you go. What is your bold prediction post-all-star break? Oh, man. Okay. So this is like a double-sided one, and a lot of people are going to call me crazy and staying on the topic, of course, of the Simmons-Harden trade. I'm going to say, and maybe this is a predictable, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to say on the Brooklyn side that Ben Simmons is going to come back after the All-Star break, and this is going to be the most match made in heaven that it is actually going to scare the shit out of all of us, incredibly. <laughs> and it's going to give the West a scare because of the domination with the Warriors and the Suns. Now, on the other flip side of that, I predict, and I'm not just saying this because I'm being a hater. I'm saying this because this is really what I think. I don't think Harden's going to be great in Philly. Wow, I don't think it's going to work. I, like I think Joel like Embiid's still going to do his thing, but right. I think we're going to see Harden maybe not see that the grass is greener on the other side. Mm, so and because he won't accept a role uh, that he was supposed to have in Brooklyn. That's what I really think. Mm, interesting. So you see, you see fireworks and success in Brooklyn and you see disaster in Philly. Yep. Basically. Thanks for summing that one up. I should have just said that. <laughs> All right, folks. Brace yourselves. And, and um, shout out to John, who <laughs> <laughs> our buddy John, who is a Philadelphia 76ers fan. He he has no words. He he, he cannot believe that Jetta said that his Sixers are gonna be atrocious after the break. Well, John, have no fear because my prediction has nothing to do with your Sixers. Like they'll be fine. They have Joel and Bede, all good. My bold prediction is the New Orleans Pelicans well, will okay. finish the regular season with a better record. Than your Los Angeles Lakers. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> this is why I drink. <laughs> Man, that's a hot take. Look at that. Everybody's like, wait, what? Oh my you God. can't be serious. 
Oh, red wine was not serious. meant to be chugged. Oh, but I am serious. Look, uh, I mean, I'm kind of serious. Oh, my kidding. God. Look, 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 look. The Lakers, we know what they are. They are currently 26 and 31, five games under 500. The Pelicans are 23 and 34. That's only two and a half games behind. It ain't like it's a seven game gap. They are right no. there. CJ McCollum's doing this thing out of New Orleans. And there's some rumors that Juan Zion Williamson may be back potentially towards the end of the season. Look, I'm not saying I know anything. I'm just putting it out there. Look, Laker fans, y- y'all know y'all ain't making the playoffs. Y'all, it's a play in if you're lucky. And look, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be right around New Orleans, LA. That's gonna be the record we're looking at heading into heading into the uh, <laughs> heading heading into the playing. Yeah, I just the, look unless Anthony Davis post All Star breaks break morphs into the best player in the world, which I mean it could happen. He's in the bubble. We saw it. Unless that happens, uh, yeah. This team's going nowhere fast. <laughs> you are something else. Okay. Wow. I guys, I did not know that prediction was gonna be as bold as it was. And hey, honestly, you it's very intriguing. You you have wow. <laughs> this could happen, I'm not gonna lie, especially if Zion comes back, depending on, you know, his uh status with his recovery from that injured uh Foot, Lakers, but. 24th ranked in adjusted defensive rating, 17th. I'm sorry, adjusted offensive rating, 17th in adjusted defensive rating, 21st in adjusted net rating. Oh, Pelicans, 23rd in adjusted net rating, minus two point. I mean, they're basically identical in their adjusted net ratings. And the Pelicans are a little better offense and the Lakers are a little bit better defense. So, uh, look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> he loves it. Hey, look. And, uh, I know. The, 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 the sports analytic website, 538, has predictions. And look, their predictions aren't always correct. We know, not just in sports, but in politics as well. They have the Lakers finishing just one game ahead of the Pelicans. At the end of the season, projected as of right now. So that's why I'm like, let's roll the dice, baby. Pelicans, better record. Why not? Look, the Timberwolves already scheduled to fit with a better record. The Timberwolves will finish with a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers. This is where oh, we're at right now. My God. So anyway. Yeah, man, that's my bold prediction. Let let let, is- let 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 that stew, folks, over over the All Star break. Let that let that marinate in your mentals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's already marinating in my mentals, and I already like want to like just hit my head off of something very hard. Uh, wow, that's that's very interesting. I I like that. I like that, although I hate it because uh, it's so <laughs> mind blowing. But wow, you went re- you really went out of the box with that. Yeah, one. man. I, yeah, I just you know it, look. I, I've told you, I, I just don't like what I see from this team. And it's, I mean, it's something. Hey, I mean, right? I mean, it speaks for itself. Th- their record speaks for itself. And they did right? nothing. Let's remind everybody, nothing, nothing. at the trade deadline. And, and, and everybody loves to do the whole, like, Jenna thing where it's like, you know, oh, all-star breaks halfway. They have the second half of the season. No, 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 my friends. We are two-thirds of the way through the season. Ain't no halfway, okay? This is a yeah. large enough sample size now that this is who this team is, okay? Like, they're going to have to go on a hell of a run post-All-Star game. And I'm talking like 18 out of 20, something like that. And what has given you any indication they are capable of doing that? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Uh <laughs> On the Westbrook front, he continues to get benched while the Lakers continue to work out their struggles. We shall see. We'll keep an eye on it, though. You know how it is. 
Well, folks, as always, you know where to find us. As I said, we will be off next week for All-Star Break, so we'll see you the week after. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. As always, the Props Network, thank you for to John for tuning in and for being so great, helping us out with our graphics for our yes. betting show. And we are at 7 Pod on Twitter, at 7 Podcast on Instagram. We are at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. And listen, sometimes things just happen, folks. It's okay. Like, don't, you know, don't be mad. Don't be mad, Lakers fans. It's, listen, things just happen. <laughs> and until next time, peace. <laughs>